You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 36. Today we've got something a little bit different with one of our last interviews from the Lean Startup Conference. Josh talked to Eric Verratti, who's the CEO and founder of Topology Eyewear, a startup in San Francisco. Topology's approach to product design and customer validation is an excellent example of lean thinking as they are simultaneously focusing on making the business scalable for manufacturing and other hardware challenges and also approachable for customers. Eric also hints at the possibility of disrupting the entire industry of eyewear and and seriously impacting the traditional method of manufacturing and purchasing. The conversation is a great reminder of the important fundamentals in innovation, whether corporate or startup. You know, really listening to people and adapting while challenging yourself and those around you to bring a dream into reality. We here at Econic also thank you, our listeners, for joining us in 2016 and look forward to continuing the conversation in 2017. Hi there, everyone. I'm Vicki, producer of Inside Outside Innovation. This is the podcast that brings you the latest insights for people who know the most about building lean businesses, uh, innovating within corporations, and disrupting entire industries, all doing it with passion and precision. You can connect with our team on Twitter at The IO Podcast, and you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure that you stay up to date. Now, let's get started. So Topology Eyewear is uh, customized eyewear that is uh, designed and, and, and sold through an app on mm-hmm. uh, any smartphone. Okay. And uh, what we're doing is solving um, the pain of shopping for eyewear. And that's not just the physical pain points, which are red spots on your nose or headaches on your temples or glasses slipping down your face. That's all symptomatic of the fit problem, but also the pain of the actual shopping experience, which is that... Uh, no store has enough inventory. You need to drag along somebody else to give you honest feedback. You have to remember mm-hmm. to wear contact lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going from store to store until eventually you just compromise and choose something. Yeah. So we're, we're all about solving that and providing a lot more value for what people are already spending today. Sure. So, so we're here at the Lean Startup Conference, yeah. and uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting was talking to your team mm-hmm. that you guys have practiced Lean quite a bit along the sure. journey here. So uh, tell me a little bit about how Lean Startup has influenced topology. Sure. Um, well, we've been very heads down in terms of development, um, but we like to come up every once in a while for air and, and make sure that we are getting in front of customers and ensuring that the numerous value props that come from a customized product you know, resonate with customers and which ones resonate most. Yep. You know, I'm particularly proud of the idea that we're making our products here in San Francisco. Um, but, you know, there's 10 advantages of our product from the fit and uh, convenience and all those things. And unfortunately, uh, you know, that uh, something has to, you know, hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, and I think yeah. probably made in SF is probably one of those things. Sure. Um, but this is our opportunity to figure out which of those uh, value propositions are most valued by an early adopter crowd. So we're actually double using lean. One is obviously to conduct experiments, and the second is to come to this conference, not because we are trying to get press or to sell, but to put ourselves in front of an early adopter crowd, sure. very target-rich environment, to mm-hmm. get that feedback in an efficient manner. So what's been the feedback so far from people? What are they telling you about your product and the app experience, et cetera? It's been great. 
Um, have you had, had? Has anybody bought any yet? Oh yeah, seriously. Oh yeah, on the spot. On the spot. Yeah, Good for you guys. Um, and we've done also pop-ups as well, where you know people, you know, usually in the marina, and people that morning woke up not expecting to buy eyewear, and then they they buy from us. So cool. it's, it's been great. Um, the feedback has been good. The you know this is also beta. We're, we haven't officially launched yet. We certainly don't think that the user experience on the app is polished by any means. But the feedback from people is that they get it. They understand how to use it, um, and they're providing us some great feedback about some of the usability things they'd like to see, which features that they would like to have versus not have. We're very cognizant on the paradox of choice. Right? We are offering a customized product. Um, it is way too easy to overwhelm people with Absolutely. too many colors, too many yep. styles, and also other customizations that we can do. So we're trying to make sure that we have that right mix of we have something for everyone, but not so much that someone gets overwhelmed and decides not to do anything or delay the purchasing decision. Sure, sure. Um, and we'll add more features over time as people become more comfortable with this paradigm shift in terms of how you buy eyewear. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess the other thing too is, you know, Doing one piece flow, making individual products where every single one is different is by definition lean. Uh, it's the most lean if you can in terms of the manufacturing. We don't have any batches. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any inventory. We are making everything to order where every single part we make is unique. So that in effect is also great. It allows us to um, you know, not, not obviously operate a warehouse, but sure. also it means not having inventory that we have to discount yep. or inventory that has to deal with shrinkage. Um, you know, we're able to also maintain the pricing that we think is justified given, what, given the value that we're providing to customers. What are your dreams? What, what are your visions for where you're going to take topology in the years to come? Well, as a startup uh, who is actually manufacturing something, sure. um, you know, we, I would love to set up a, a production facility that was very large that could take enormous amount of orders on day one. But of course, the risk is that you launch and you have crickets. So we're setting up a minimum amount of production. And we'll launch, and we hope to have back orders. And then from that, we can then scale up production um, in a way that obviously makes financial sense. Um, but we've really pushed ourselves very hard in terms of setting up our process so that it does scale when we're ready to add gasoline. That's good. Um, so everything is automated. Uh, we know all of the equipment that we need. We know that what the lead times are. Uh, we know all the software required so that um, when we're ready to double, triple, quadruple the size of our production, it's a really easy thing for us to add. Now, that's not instantaneous. This isn't software, but it is something that scales in a way that maintains the automation and the quality as we start to get larger and uh, produce more product for customers. You know, ultimately, long term, I'd love to be able to do a second production facility, perhaps uh, in another country, so that we're able to cater to that local market, you know, one in the European Union or one mm -hmm. in Asia. Mm -hmm. um, but we like the ability to have a centralized production and then ship anywhere. Sure, sure. So, so is the secret sauce the, the better understanding of how to guide people through the choices, or was it being able to come up with a new form of manufacturing or, or recommitting? A, what is the, the moat that you're able to build around topology that will uh, keep you strong? In addition to a pretty significant patent portfolio, the, there are two big risks when we started the company that um, we wanted to focus on initially. One was, can you build an accurate 3D model from video? And that's mm. required so that you can provide a realistic virtual try-on and also extract the measurements necessary to build custom eyewear. And the second big risk was, can you figure out how to take traditional eyewear manufacturing processes, automate them so that you can then do one offset scale? I see. And it's not just that automation isn't so that it scales appropriately and is affordable for us to do in the middle of San Francisco, but automation also 
is, is necessary in order to achieve very good quality. Mm. Um, we need extremely high yields so that if I make a part at the beginning of the line, I have very good confidence that at the end of the line, it will make it there. If we're scrapping a lot of parts in order yeah. to produce one set of eyewear, then that's not economically efficient for us. Um, so we've really had our heads down focused on those two key risks. And now that we've essentially de-risked it and made products for, for a number of customers, we're obviously scaling up the team. Absolutely. How many uh, pairs of eyewear have you made so far? Hundreds of pairs. Uh -huh. uh, I admittedly have probably 10 or 15 myself. <laughs> but, but for actual... Yeah, do, do you trade them uh, on and off, or do you have different I do, ones depending on... Depending, yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, but the, you know, for, for paying actual customers, yep. um, 50 to 60 at this point. Nice, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Appreciate good. Uh, are you guys, uh, in terms of the practical side of, of running the business... Have you raised money? Are you planning to raise money? Did you kickstart part of this? We uh, no, we we were fortunate to be able to raise money from a, a, a significant angel investor. So so money isn't actually the issue for us. It's really a question of execution and you know hiring the right talent. I mean what we're what we're trying to do is really pushing the limits on not just manufacturing and the software that enables said manufacturing, but then also the computer vision, really pushing the iOS ecosystem in terms of what can be done on a phone. Yeah. Um, what can be processed in the cloud. And so, you know, it's really hard for us, obviously, to find people who are really um, the top of their game in each of their individual fields. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Eric, if people want to learn more about Topology, uh, yeah. where can they go? You can go to topologyeyewear.com. Um, we're also hiring a lot, so okay. please check out our job boards <laughs> as well. And I'd love to make anybody who hears this a, uh, a pair of glasses. Uh, we're offering certainly a discount if you want to be a beta customer, so please uh, look us up. All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. That finishes up another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks to Eric for taking time at the conference to speak with us. We would love to connect with you through Twitter at the IO Podcast or on our website at insideoutside.io. If you've got a topic or area or idea you'd like us to dig into, let us know. We would love to share our insights and invite other experts onto the show so that they can share theirs. Until next time, go out and innovate.